With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. You know, Ime knows us really well. You know, he coached on our staff last year. So um, I think he has some keys in the treasure chest that he's telling those guys. And to be honest with you, we don't really have time to be disappointed. Um, and to hold our heads, this is this is part of playoff basketball and learning your team and being in these situations where we can have some carryover into the next one. We're going against a team that's been together for what the last four or five years, six years. So I'm not surprised at all. I just think the timing is right. Their their window is is now for these young guys that are on this team that have matured. They've been through a series together. They've been through seasons together. They've been through battles together. And I got a chance to experience some of that. And now being on the opposite end and going against a healthy Celtics team, obviously without Robert Williams, but um, you're just seeing there's a difference in their verve. There's a difference in the way they approach the game. And and also they have a set offensive defense that they rely on. Ime has been a huge part of that. But um, you got to give credit to that guy that's sitting in the president's role as well now that all of a sudden just, you know, we don't get to see him as often. Brad Stevens definitely has a lot to do with that. I'm willing to die for it. I didn't cry for it. Might take a lie for it. Put the Bible down and go out for a knife for it. DOT, my enemy won't catch a vibe for it. Hey. All right, it's another episode of the Causeway Street Podcast. I'm Joel Pabone, and I got Sean Dutra in front of me. It's a two-man crew today. Yes, you do. Two-man crew, what's up? We are back in the Causeway Street studios while Sway is on the road. Yes, traveling to the uh, part of New York that no one ever travels to. Yeah, but it's not like a... Not like a bad thing. No, but just no one ever goes there unless there's a game there. Yeah. I do like Brooklyn though. Brooklyn is fun. If you're I going to like see Brooklyn. a Nets game and you and you you know yeah. hang out there for a little bit, yeah. but there's no reason to go to New York. No go no reason to go to Brooklyn. All right. Unless you are hipster. But let's talk some Celtics though. Okay. Celtics up two nothing in this first round best of seven. After a 114-107 win in how, game two. How surprised are you? I'm not surprised at all. I, I mean, I am the only one on this podcast that picked the Celtics to win in five, right? I'm not Very gonna, true. I'm not going to waver off that uh, 
that prediction despite these first two games here, right? No, nah, it's a great prediction. I'd be I mean, feeling pretty good if I was you too. I still feel pretty good about my prediction too. Though. I mean, I mean, this was this was the Grant Williams, Al Horford, Daniel Tice game, right? Technically, and then and then on the both flip side, games were. no, but on the flip side, it was the 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 Dragage, Bruce Brown, right, Seth Curry game for them because all the All Stars in this and on both squads didn't get going until the second half. Well, actually, scratch that. Tatum and Brown were the only ones that got going in yeah. the second half. Durant and Kyrie never got going. Not so much. Not so much. Durant was shut down for he's been shut down for two straight games here. All right, and that's yep. probably let's let's start there. I I want I can't I can't remember the last time, if ever, that I've seen Kevin Durant look uh, flustered. I guess, for lack of a better term, he looks defeated. He doesn't, you know, his body language is just. It's showing me that, like, yo, this isn't, this isn't what, uh, what I thought was going to happen. Kind of look, right? And 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 even and even with Kyrie Irving, uh, you know, all the boos and all the antics from Game One, you know, he he could sit there and say all he wants that uh, it doesn't affect him. Oh no, it, it affected him. It affected him big time because in Game Two he went from thirty nine points to just ten points. Yeah, I mean, so to go to start with the Durant thing. I think that I mean obviously this is the in in the playoffs Durant is normally Durant right it's never never a question he's not going to put up thirty but I think the Durant thing I I I equate it to two reasons why Kevin Durant isn't playing well the first reason is his counterpart is Kyrie I feel like that Kevin Durant right now. As much as everyone wants to say that Boston isn't in Kyrie's head, Kyrie is sort of in Durant's head right now. Like Durant is thinking, like, what Kyrie am I going to get tonight? Uh, and because okay, okay, I like we're going with this. Okay, be, because that's been but but been the Durant. I got you. I got you. Durant hasn't had a a solid number two all year. <laughs> I mean, you know what? <laughs> Hold on. He's definitely pooped. This <laughs> but, whether but whether saying, it's solid or not, that, that remains I to be seen. Right? I, I don't, don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But, I mean, um, what I'm talking about is. I mean, I would hope so. He ha- Kyrie hasn't been there all year. So, like, forget about, like, the fans getting into Kyrie's head. It's just, like, I don't think Kevin Durant really knows what to expect out of Kyrie game in, game out. And I just, I think, like. There's another part to this that I think I'll t- I'll say in a minute when we talk about it, but I think that has a big deal to do with Durant's performance and like what he's trying to do, what he feels like he needs to do because Kyrie. Like I mean, the fact that the the Nets were up by 17 without Durant or Kyrie getting going at all in yeah. the first half. Yeah, you know, it just it speaks volumes to what you're saying because. On another team, two all stars, two superstars, they one would tend to, you know, pick the other one pick up. Pick the other one up, right? And I'm not seeing that at all from Kyrie. Kyrie's gonna get his. Kyrie got his in the first game. He got his in the first game, but like one assist in game yeah. two? Yeah. No, I I I that that's a big <laughs> that's a big thing. And when Kyrie was on the Celtics, when the Celtics were struggling with Kyrie, which was only about 
a four or five game stretch there in like November to December in that 2019 season, 2018, 2019 season. Kyrie wasn't passing the ball. And Kyrie, it was a big thing about Kyrie's going to get his and that's it. And that's all he cares about, which should have been the first thing for us to realize, like, he's definitely not staying here. But um, I feel like the last possession of game one for the Nets, where Kyrie did try to dribble and did try to make his own shot because he was on 39 points and hell, let's make it 40 and, and let's make it 41 and call it a game. That's what was in Kyrie's head. And, like, I think Durant was like, okay, Kyrie, you do you, right? But then game two comes around, and Ky- uh, KD may have that same mentality of, like, okay, Kyrie, you do you. And then Kyrie's fucking absent, not doing anything. He's not engaged at all. He Kyrie, that game was the game that we saw when Kyrie was in Boston against the Bucks in that first round series and leading up to that first round series where he would just be absent and just be like, no, no, no. that year was the second round. Cause they took care of the Pacers. And, oh, they and did. They, they swept the Pacers, right? If I'm they not did. mistaken. Well, okay. The second round. Okay. So the second round, it was like back when the first round didn't used to matter. It's not your typical two. It's like the Eastern conference finals, you know, Brooklyn took care of, you know, Cleveland easily. So it's like, yeah. oh, no. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Watch out for Cleveland. I mean, watch out for for, for Brooklyn. But look, right. the same issues that plagued the Celtics early in this season. You go, I go. Your turn, yep. my turn. Yeah. That's what Brooklyn is doing. And guess who can't fix that? Steve Nash. Oh, because he's not a fucking coach. <laughs> Steve Nash can't fix this. It took it took Udoka it took Udoka three months to fix it. Udoka was a real coach. Steve Nash is not a real coach. And also, not only that, not only that, like what what does what is he selling that they're gonna buy into the the whole the whole roster here, including like, and like just not not just the whole roster, just Kevin Durant and Steve and and and, and Kyrie. How does that trickle down to the no, rest of the roster? Steve Nash has been the. Worst head coach in the NBA for two years running, and nobody has said a peep because he has Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and used to have James Harden, so he didn't need to do shit. Now he needs well, to actually they coach chose up. him. Oh, oh, I know. Irving and, and Durant, they chose him. They didn't him. want to coach. They wanted he players. Was, he to... was, uh, what the hell was he in Golden State? He had, he had some weird no, role. He was, he was just an advisor. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, Duran was like, this is the guy that's going to let us do whatever the hell we want. And when shit hits the fan, whenever gonna, the hell we want. <laughs> and when shit hits the fan, it's gonna, he's going to take the blame for it. Yep. And you know what? It's like, it's, and we won't be held accountable because yeah. I'm Kevin Durant. Like, re- like realistically, what, what adjustments did, did Brooklyn make from game one to game two? So, because, because you know of, what? You know what? I will say this. I, I will say this. I think Brooklyn did make adjustments in game two. Hear me out, because I think that what what Steve Nash did is people forget Ime Odoka was a assistant coach for Steve Nash last year, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's Ime, a, that's the secret. That's a secret weapon. Ime Odoka was able to watch film and make decisions on things. So I I legitimately think that Steve Nash looked at Game One. How I did defending Durant and and Kyrie, 
and we're going to do the same fucking shit. So we're just going to do the exact same thing that Ime did in game one. We're going to do to them in game two because they were they were suffocating Brown and Tatum every time they got the ball. They were. They were, but. No, they were. I don't. Not so much Brown, but more Tatum. Okay, more Tatum, but what did Tatum do, though? Tatum didn't just get no, flustered. No, Tatum was able to. Tatum, Tatum is, was able to turn into a facilitator. Yeah, which which ten assists from Tatum. I mean, that's that's no. That's he's baller. got ten assists this game. He had eight assists eight the first assists game. First, well, he had seven in the first quarter and then eight for the game. But I mean, it is what it is. This is one. I mean, if you want to split hairs here, no. This was this game here. Speaking of Tatum, real quick, this was the game that I saw the most Kobe esque. Yeah, of Tatum. Yeah, I would agree because. He could have easily just been like, "This is not, this is not my night." I'm just gonna, uh, or I'm just gonna keep shooting, and eventually I'm gonna, I'm gonna score. No, he said, "Not only am I gonna be a facilitator, but I'm gonna defend. I'm gonna defend the fuck out of See, I thought, Kevin Durant." I thought it was, I, I, I didn't initially think Kobe, but it's probably a good point because there was a lot of Kobe games where, well, he didn't have it going and offensively he didn't have it going, to start, but he still would take forty like, shots. I mean, I guess I mean, it's, I guess the Celtics just alone, like in know, those but, like finals but battles, even, even those games where he he had didn't have nothing, but he still put up forty shots. But he still he still found other ways to affect I know, the game. I know, but I thought I to me, I just thought it was more, um, like in a game like this when you have seven players in double figures for the Celtics, twenty seven assists on what 30, 37 shots, yeah. 39 shots. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Like, that's the Celtics basketball that we've been seeing the last three months. 100%. I think I don't think it was a Kobe-esque performance because I think if Kobe was to get out of a bad sh- – that that type of defense, he would have kept shooting. Well, I've never – I mean, I don't think – I thought – the, no, the reason why I bring him up is only, only because, you know, that's – you know, that was his favorite basketball player. He grew up a fan of his. But I never could say definitively that, oh, he – has the same game as Kobe. Oh, it's going no. in that direction. But that, but but game two was as close to Kobe as I've seen since he's been on the Celtics. See, for me, that reminded me more of Paul Pierce when he didn't have it. Because Paul Pierce, when he didn't have it. Come on, but Paul Pierce, it's very, very rare when he didn't he have didn't it. He didn't have it. <laughs> right. You're right. Uh, yeah. Because, uh, but I'm saying, I remember, and maybe, maybe it's because these games stand out more than anything, but like, even those battles against San Antonio and like he wouldn't have it for three quarters, but he would keep shooting and shooting. And then he would make like nine shots in a row. Kobe would in the fourth quarter. Cause he just, he kept shooting. And he'd be like 12 for 40 with yeah. like 
35 points. I, like, uh, but, 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 hey, you know what? I will say this. It wasn't so much the Kobe game, but it was the Mamba mentality, I think, that he's trying to embrace. All right. I'll take that. And also, too, the biggest thing, getting back to my Kevin Durant point initially, Kyrie's in his head <laughs> and Udoka's in his head. The same way. At, at this point, he's in his own head, too. The same way. If you remember this, and you will remember this, when Peyton Manning used to tear up the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick said, fuck this, we're rocking their receivers. We're getting up in their face. We're hitting up at the line. We're hitting them over the line of scrimmage. We're hitting them anytime we can hit them. We're going to hit them, and we're going to knock them off their rhythm. That's what they're doing to Kevin Durant right now, and it's working. Because Kevin Durant at the at the post at the post game conference never cried about the refs. No, never cried. I mean, he better not. He went to the fucking free throw line twenty times because he knows. He knows. He never cried about uh, something being unfair. He just basically admitted they're hitting the shit out of me. They are hitting me left he and right every, every time, time I, I get the ball. ball they're on my shit. Like, yeah. and you know what? Odoka, I I've or, I have or, or, never or been okie dokie like uh like Charles called him okie dokie <laughs> fine or Sudoku whatever you want to call him man that was when Sean wanted him fired yes I apologize <laughs> uh all I know is he's got him that the the game plan and we went into this series yeah but it's pretty we simple went, though but, but we went into this series and we did not put any stock in the fact that. Ime Udoka coached Kevin Durant and this exact same team oh, I, in an in-depth I, 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 version I, I, I of did. it. To, to and he knows how to stop him. I, I did, I did, because I was like, "Yo, not only did Udoka coach in Brooklyn a season ago, but all this shit that Kevin Durant was talking during the Olympics, right? Like, oh, yo, watch out, Celtics, like, oh." Yeah, y'all took one of our coaches, but we're still going to rock y'all. And Doka was like, okay, okay. Right. He's been waiting for this shit. Hey. If you tell me otherwise, then you haven't been paying attention. Odoka, was, he's been waiting. I am, I am truly. To fucking sink his teeth into the Brooklyn Nets. Because he's like, the moment that the Celtics match up with the Brooklyn Nets, whether it's, you know, in this situation, it's the two against seven seed. Right. Whatever. Whatever it was going to be. Finals, whatever. Whatever it was going to be. He's like, bring me Brooklyn. Yep. Because I got those guys' number. And and, and, and it's pretty simple what he's doing. Yeah. He said it. We're just crowding his space. And you know what the best? We're just making it uncomfortable for him. And I've never seen Durant guarded like this. Ever. Never. And when Stan Van Gundy gives the Celtics some credit, you know they're doing something right. Bro, bro. I love me some Stan Van Gundy, but in that first half, he was, oh, all, he was all, all about all Nash. Junk, all in the junk. Yeah. All over Nash. Like, oh, it's clearly that they've made some adjustments. I I, I, I did watch the first no. quarter on NBC Sports Boston, but then they were losing so bad I had to switch it. Superstition reasons. And then Grant Williams went on his run, which we could talk about in a little bit of why the Celtics actually won the game offensively. I we'll mean, talk about those people in a minute. I mean, I stayed I mean, I stayed with the with the national broadcast. I just I'm just not a big switch. Scalabrini fan. That's just that's just me. Hey, I'm a Gorman fan. I, I love Gorman. No, I'm I'm a Gorman. Long, I, I listen to Gorman and I want it to do it, but it just wasn't it just wasn't working for the for the time I was watching it, so I had to switch it. I felt like in the first I felt like in the first half of the Celtics, um 
the second chance points for Brooklyn. That was that was annoying. It's like that that might be the one adjustment that I clearly can see that Brooklyn made. Like we're gonna we're gonna jump on every fucking rebound, well, no matter if it's from no matter, especially when if if they have a chance to grab an offensive rebound. And it just seemed like yeah, it just seemed like it was just there were long rebounds the whole night for them. Well, I do think one of the adjustments that they made was that because I mean, like I think the game one there was yeah, Boston was Boston like fifty to like twenty some rebounds. Yeah. But the adjustment it wasn't it wasn't the Drummond or Claxton factor. No, 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 no. It wasn't that. Wasn't that? It was, it the, was the, the Dragic. It was yeah. the guards. Dragic. It was Curry. the guards playing. Yeah. No, it no. Bro. Bruce Brown. I know. Bro, the guards were playing rec ball. The guards. <laughs> the guards were like, "I'm gonna get this rebound. Yeah. We're gonna pass this out." Like yeah, yeah. that doesn't normally happen yeah, in yeah. NBA. Yeah. And I, I, I dare the Nets yeah. to do that again yeah. because if you want Ime to guard against rec ball, then fine. We'll play the double big lineup, and we'll just rebound it, and then outlet all day. Yeah, and the rebounding battle—it was canceled out, thirty-six, thirty-six. Well, the turnovers were canceled out, fourteen to fourteen. Can I tell you my my secret to the series? Go ahead. Andre Drummond getting in foul trouble because without Robert Williams, Andre Drummond will do one of two things: get us in foul trouble, or get himself in foul trouble. In game one. We clearly saw he is an incompetent buffoon and will get himself in foul trouble. But in game two, he was a little like his his presence was felt longer because he was getting Tice and Horford in foul trouble and being able to do that. So I think like yeah. if I if I if I'm if I'm if I'm Odoka, I am just first two possessions of the game, I'm passing it down to Tice or Horford giving up those possessions, saying whatever it is, just let's get some early fouls on Drummond because, you know, I'm not saying he's a game changer, but for a team that's looking for any type of spark, he is a spark, and you know he he can be a spark. He can be, um, with the, the same way that Bruce Brown can be, and to to some capacity, I don't think you'll see a 23 point another 23 point game out of Bruce Brown. I was I, I'll tell you that. I was laughing. I'll tell you when that. He went up nine nothing against everybody. <laughs> yeah, that was. I yeah. go, okay. <laughs> so you obviously see what we're doing here, right? <laughs> we're gonna make everyone else beat us, Bruce. Or or no, Bruce. Bruce, that's it. You got Brett. <laughs> Brett. Oh, Brett. My bad. Brett. Brett Brown from New Hampshire. Don't get too high. And then like he wasn't, but then when he hit that ninth point. He was like, it was cool. I was like, okay, oh, yeah. we, we got thing. this. We Same got thing with Dragic. Dragic yeah, yeah. just like, ah, oh, like, and what? I'm like, come yo, on, dude. But Dragic, Dragic, bro. Yo, I can't. I've, with I haven't, the left hand, I haven't been able to stay in that dude since since the bubble series. Oh, yo, I hear you. I am I am legitimately worried about Dragic making it's an like impact you, at home. Motherfucker, you cried your way out of Toronto, and this is what you were waiting for, for a fucking. But wouldn't he be nice on a Celtics right now? No. No. Oh yeah. No, 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 yeah, no, no, no. Oh my god. No. We got no, it. we got we got a little Pritchard, okay? Okay. Okay. Wop well, Baba Lou Bon and Wop Bam Boom. We got a little Pritchard, okay? Are we going there? And then we're going next. I mean, I why ask. not? I, wait, before we before we talk about Pritchard, right, before we talk right. about the good, all right, Pritchard and Williams. I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, talk. Adoka left them in there a little bit longer than than, than he normally would have because he was he was doing his thing. That's called us. trust. No, that's no. called trust. He did not let him off a little bit. He had him on a leash 
And he basically said, you know what, Pritch, you ready? You go ahead and run around the neighborhood. You'll be back for dinner. That's basically what he did with a dog. Like he went, well, he let him off the leash and let him run around the park. No, sniff whatever you want. No, no, no. no. Eat whatever you want, man. He gave him a little extended play because Mar was resting and because Dwight, I call him D White. No, I want to talk about him. He was in foul trouble. He sucks. No, he doesn't suck. Don't say that. That's he has not true. Sucked. No, he has not. No, he has not. Okay. He had a good game one. Let's talk about it. He had a good game one. Let's talk about it. He had a good game one. But Elefante in the room. Pritchard. The confidence that he's that, that he's been playing with, despite whether he gets minutes or not, that was key. And that was clutch. No, that is that is huge. Because if you can extend, if you can extend the rotation to one more guy that you're confident in, that is huge. You go from eight to nine. Now you have a backup for either Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, or if Derek White doesn't have it like he hadn't. And like, I don't know. I'm not going to. He's way better than Evan Fournier, but God damn. You're not going to turn this into a fucking shit on, shit on White. I'm not yet. No, no, don't do that. All right. Don't do that. Don't do that. I really like what Peyton Pritchard gave us. And you know what? I love Peyton Pritchard because the first shot that he took, remember the first shot that he took? Oh, missed badly. It was like off the backboard. And it was like. It was like, it it was like, it was like Tice's uh, second shot because he's the one that he scored the first bucket for the Celtics. And it was like, you know what? uh, What is it? 11 to 2. And it was like, all right, Celtics on the board. And then his next, his next shot was a top of the key three. Then it hit the back. It just no, hit backboard. Didn't hit the fucking. Didn't hit the, the the rim at all. But I mean, Pritchard, you, Pritchard, you keep you keep going, right? But Pritchard's got confidence, which I love. And you know what? It was it was a pro pro am all over again. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was for a second there because he even he juked the fuck out of Claxton. Yeah, he did. And and put that pulled off on that. And you know what? I know we're gonna stop talking about this game because we gotta get to everything else we're gonna talk about. But one of I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put two big moments in the game. All right. Both Marcus Smart. The first moment was that layup to seal the win. The lefty. The lefty, when you stare at the hand and everything that happened after that was amazing. But, I mean, going into that, there was one second on the shot clock. When he put that up, no, he's, that I, was a bailout shot. I mean, I guess he's got this, uh, you know, clock the shot clock thing down it to like a fun. pat now, yeah, right? He does because he could have he could have shot he that like two at least twice before twice. he actually and went up for that layup. Like, you know what, lefty bop, got you, got you. And you know what, too, before this, before he, he, that, might, he might as well just like you know kiss the crowd. After yeah, that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a thing of beauty, and I, I, that's when I started. That's the first time I started to think we're gonna win this game. I didn't think we won the game. Until really. I didn't think uh, no. I, I I felt I felt confident once once they. I just wanted them to to get nope. to get a lead. No, nope, because and they kept they they tied it a few times in the third. Oh, I know they yeah. went on their like twenty to whatever run in the third, but they never took the lead. And then they're down by five at you know at the end of the end of the third, going into the fourth, and then a, another run came, and it uh, was when, no they were, they were going on the runs. And yeah, they were going on the runs, and then you know Jalen Brown woke up. And then Payne Pritchard. When he, when Payne Pritchard hits the go ahead shot, that was amazing. When he hits the go ahead shot, and the crowd, they, the crowd woke up again. I thought I was hallucinating. The crowd woke That's up again. I, mean. I was like, "This is this is all I wanted to see." Yeah. For them to fucking 100%. just grab the lead. 
100%. Just grab the lead. All they, once they grabbed it, because, they never let it go. Yeah, because what would, what adjustments were the, were, were the next no, thing to make at that point? But it was, at that point, what were they going to do? The only thing that stuck with me was this Kyrie and KD. That's, all, that's why I was like, Maybe. It's the same reason. Just it's the same as, reason just why as JB and JT woke up in the last two minutes. I was expecting the same from KD and Kyrie, but they didn't. The same reason why the Celtics, you, the same reason why you gave the Celtics one last chance to win Game One, yeah, is because you were dribbling, 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 thinking that you could take on, you know, one on one on four, and then you throw the ball. Yeah, I'm talking about Kyrie. You throw the ball to, to KD with three seconds left when he hasn't been shooting well at all. He's like, "What the fuck is you this? set him up to fail right there." Uh, typical Kyrie, and like the, the the best last second play I think I've 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 seen in quite some time. Yep. So you can't count the Celtics out. Not this team. Not this version. Oh no, I don't. I don't count them out because I knew they were going to make it close, and I I'm knew not, it was going to come I'm down to like the, the, the but, universal, but first of all, you. We had to be up by ten before I was comfortable. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. I mean, in the playoff, you don't have to blow out anybody. I know. <laughs> but also, my second favorite Marcus Smart moment of the night, and maybe you caught this, was the Nick Claxton free throws. Oh, the, the, the air ball? The first, when, the second, the, when, oh, he when, missed bad in the missed first one. Both. But, but, but if, you watch, if you watch the first free throw, Marcus Smart is so pissed off about the foul. Oh, yeah. He is staring him down. Yeah, yeah. And you can tell by looking at Nick Claxton, he can feel the eyeballs in the back <laughs> of his head, and then and then if you watch, ha- like, after like, the this motherfucker's gonna miss him anyway. After so. the first free throw, he misses. Marcus Smart goes to the bench. You know what Nick Claxton looked at? Marcus Smart walking to the bench. He watched that motherfucker walks to the bench, and then airball by two feet. <laughs> Marcus Smart got in that guy's head for like. Like just by staring at him, just by grilling, just by him. staring at him. No, there and, was another and pretty fucking hard. No, too. there was another. There was another um, foul. Which I remember who it, who the one that got the. He didn't. He didn't commit the foul, but he got called for the foul. It was on Durant. And he, didn't, he didn't even touch him. Durant goes to the line, and you know Durant's. It's, it's automatic when it comes to free throws. Yeah. First time miss I've ever both. seen him miss, miss them both, and I was like, "That's that's what I knew." Ball don't lie. I've, I mean, I've always known that the ball doesn't lie, but it's that's what tight, I was knowing. I was like, this, this, this isn't the night for it. This is not the night for it. And mind you, I do expect him to go off at some point, right? I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, yeah, that's it. I just, you know, like the series, just, the series is, is done. But, you know, uh, I, I just the love, fact that the way that they, the, the, the way they're guarding him, the way that he looks, he looks defeated. Yeah, he does. He looks defeated. He but I think you, I think you, you bring up a good point. I think he's thinking like, 
what am I doing with this dude? Because what, he's how not. Kyrie gonna help how is he? How is he gonna help? Like Kyrie, how is he gonna help us? Kyrie having game one and then, and then fucked up the last possession. <laughs> And then yeah. game two, but I'm if you not, see, but I'm if you see, playing good, where's Kyrie? But if you see in that last possession, he's eating a banana on a fucking sideline. If you see that last possession though, in game one, once again, because I've seen it so many times, those two in particular didn't know what the fuck was going on. Oh, that's because they don't run play. <laughs> they didn't know what the fuck was going on. They don't have a coach, uh, and that's the difference, ladies and gentlemen. The little things, chemistry. A coach who actually cares I'm, uh, yeah. about playing defense. I mean, as much as I love Steve Nash as a player, was Steve Nash ever known as a defensive stopper? As a, as a defender? No, he never played defense at his whole No. Career. No. Like, like letting, letting Ime go, by the way. No, it's the worst thing ever. The worst thing Brooklyn has ever done. Like you, you, you've hired. Like, they, you, they, hired you had D'Antoni on your. On no, your... they chose Steve Nash over Ime Udoka. Yeah, you're right. They did. So. Odoka is coaching circles around Steve Nash right now. Coaching and it's circles. not and it's not gonna change. It's coaching circles and it's not gonna change. The Nets mimicked their defensive play in game one. You know Odoka's got a way to get around it. He's coaching the players out to be like, This is how you beat us. This is how you beat how we play defense on Tatum and Brown. And Grant Williams, Daniel Tice, Al motherfucking Horford, baby. The veteran. Playoff Al. Oh, my God. You can't say enough about Al Horford. The beast. Absolute stud. Picked up his fourth, picked up his fifth foul, and and, and Doka doesn't even even consider, yo, try to take, nah, man. He's like, you keep going after Durant the way you're doing it, bro. And then, you know what? And make a couple threes. And then Peyton Pritchard, which which is what it is. I'm so glad that Neesmith ain't playing. I'm so glad that Romeo ain't playing. Well, he's not even on the squad anymore. I know, but you know what I'm saying? That they filtered it out. They filtered out the shit. That now we got the squad, kid. Now we got the squad. This episode of the Causeway Street Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the playoffs, fights, and even the next season futures. And don't forget that baseball is back and the start of the Major League Baseball season is finally here. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right. What's next? What What do you are you still sticking with your, you know, seven Celtics so and seven? I'm gonna I'm gonna put it this way. I'm gonna put it this way. Are you, are you going to wait to what game three happens and how how that how that plays game, out? Game three is the make or break game, and I, right. I know I know it sounds I know it sounds stupid and cliche to say that, but game three. Well, is Well, a make series or break. doesn't really start until the until uh, you know the you visitor go, wins. Go, yep, wins the uh, wins the game. Until they visit game, but, yeah. and 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 as much as it seemed like. Like, I do feel like if we were talking about a 2-7 matchup that didn't have the Nets and KD and Kyrie in it, right? We would look at these first two games and be like, ooh, something's uh, they had to really, like, play really hard to win two games at home in the first <laughs> round. So if you're just thinking on that route, like, you can't think of it as a normal 
obviously yeah, because the other team has has played to their right. Like they, they haven't had their and, best, whatever. But game. the Celtics haven't either. So that's what I'm, I'm saying. Both teams. I'm saying both teams. I, I'm told. I, I just, I just think it's hard to call this season. I mean, this series, and it's hard to bet on this series. To be honest, so that's what it is with you. That's yeah, what it is with you. Is. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Is. You're looking at it at, a, at a game like a I'm game by game. Like I'm looking at. Like, I'm, I'm looking at. That. If I'm gonna put my money on someone, it'll be the Celtics to win Game Three, and it'll be the Celtics to sweep the series. But if I'm looking at it as like. What with, gamb- I, with gambler's eyes, uh, with the gambler's eyes, I think that there could be. I don't think that the Celtics. So I, I'll put it this way: I'm going to put it any eyes. If the Celtics win Game Three, it's going four, and that's it. That's it. They're going to sweep. All right, because you know that Katie and Kyrie are not playing Game Four down three zero. They're not. What do you mean they're not? They're not, they're not gonna. They're, they're not, not gonna, gonna get up. They're not gonna get up for that game. Oh, I got you. Okay. <laughs> and they, they they'll put Ben Simmons in and be like, "Yo, Ben, so Kyrie, fucking deal with this." So Kyrie, Kyrie's gonna come up with some uh, some fan. Oh, yo, uh, uh, what what do you have? What do you have? What do you have in the Eastern Conference Finals? Pink eye. I don't know what the fuck. No, it was a nose thing. <laughs> oh, oh, the nose dev- deviated septum. Deviated septum. My man, out of deviated all septum, fucking days, septum, septum. out of all days that you scheduled that procedure, Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Finals. But he was on the bench. He went to every single home game. But, could go to but the most seven. important game of the, of, the, of the year up to that point. All right. I digress. The way <laughs> the way I look at it, as the series switches. Sleep apnea is not a joke. As this, <laughs> You're telling me. <laughs> no. But deviated septum surgery is a joke because that's technically a nose job covered as a Regardless, he could Regardless. He could have rescheduled it. I I. Pretty sure that you know he, he wasn't gonna have to, you know, pay a fine. The fact that uh, Kyrie giving the uh, quote same energy back to the Celtics fans in Game One cost him fifty grand, and in Game Two they didn't take the bait. You know, I, I think I, I remember seeing at one point him, you know, gesturing to the crowd like, "Oh, it's too much money for me to, you know, to pretend like I care, even though I do yeah. care." Yeah. So the nice things he said after. So that's what I'm saying. So Kyrie. So now that's the route I'm going. So Kyrie decided to 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 take the high road and say nothing but glowing things about this. I was like, well, of course the Celtics are up to nothing. They've been together for four or five years, right? Here comes the excuses. We haven't been together for that that long, and you could have been it, here, Kyrie. And 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 you know the window is now open for the Celtics to uh to contend. And kudos to Ime, who used to be with us, and kudos to the man. Behind the scenes, oh, yeah. Brad Stevens, the coach you didn't want to play for, yeah, the coach that you couldn't stand, that you thought was too much X's and O's, yeah, the 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 coach that you, you didn't want to listen to, the coach that is only <laughs> not a coach right now because of you. There's no reason why Brad Stevens isn't coaching in the NBA. It's because of Kyrie Irving. You think so? One hundred percent is because of Kyrie Irving. He. Decided that this wasn't the right coach for him, and it wasn't the right coach for Tatum, wasn't the right coach for Brown, and that their impressionable youth. Yeah, you know, I mean, Kyrie's Kyrie's presser was uh was short and sweet. Yeah, um, you oh, know, yeah. the Nets, the Nets. No, but the reason why I'm saying that is because the Nets PR guy was like, "All right, we're gonna stop it there. We're not even gonna talk about the crowd. We're gonna just, just you know." He said, "Why did he, he said what banana? he said? Why did he eat the banana? Because he celebrates Ramadan. And well, why did he eat the banana?" Because he hasn't eaten anything, Why you know, from between uh, sunup to sundown. Why banana, though? He well. needs some potassium. Uh, what else is in a banana? I just can't remember right now. Why banana? 
I mean, why do we eat? Why do we eat oranges when we used to play soccer when we were kids in the middle of, at halftime? Why didn't eat orange? Well, I forget what else is in, in a banana other than potassium. I mean, That's he is doing a workout. Potassium, fiber, I hear, is good. Fiber. Okay, I, I hear potassium is good when you're running around. You know, so we was told, up, oh, sun's down, sun's gone. You know why he ate a banana? Well, he had, he had a bunch of fruit. He was shown eating a banana, but I saw him come out but with a bunch of fruit. you know why he ate the banana? <sighs> no, Sean, I don't know why he ate the banana. What are you insinuating? Nothing. Okay. That's it. I'm just saying, why'd you choose the banana in Boston? I have one guess. What? Because that was the easiest thing to eat. You know how you got you to gotta peel a, a, an orange? That's very true. All right, but mom peels the orange. Yeah, but it, yeah, no, no one's gonna peel it for him. I mean, orange slices—you just suck on the thing. But it, there was it was a whole orange, you know, an apple that takes a while to get, you know, to to eat. All right, bananas—the quickest thing to peel, and you, you know, gobble it up. Okay. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Moving on. Uh, game three and four. Celtics win game three, and I, again, I, at some point, uh, Katie's gonna go off, not because of. Something that uh, Steve Nash about. is going to adjust to. It just, it's just, he, uh, he's due. He's due, right? So I'm, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna waver. Celtics still gonna win this in five. They're gonna come back to Boston and win it in five. You think that if the if the Nets, the Celtics are gonna win Game Three and the Nets are gonna win Game Four? Yes. See, I just think that if the Celtics do win Game Three, which I think they will, and I think they should, and they think they need to, it's over. Because I don't think that I think the the KD and and Kyrie will be like, yeah, it's done. We'll just wait till next year. Ben Simmons, go play with the scrubs, you fucking pussy. <laughs> You're supposed to be back on game four. Go play. Go go win us a game, yeah. Ben. Well, we shall see. Yeah, I know. We shall see. Crazy two games. Let's see what happens in games three and four. But it is time to take our trip. Around the NBA, the same way we take our trip around the NBA every single episode. It is time for. In case you missed it. In case you missed it. In case you missed it. (laughs) All right. Basically, for this playoff edition of In Case You Missed It, the very first one of the postseason is basically just injury updates. That's exactly what it is. Okay, let's right. go. Let's let's talk about those injured it's, it's, legs. It's playoff. It's a it's a playoff injury update. Okay, the Bucks. In case you missed it, could be without Chris Middleton for the rest of the first round series against Chicago after the All Star was diagnosed with an MCL sprain in his left knee. Oh, that's the same thing Robert Williams got, isn't it? No, that's a that's a partially torn meniscus. All right, All I'm, right. I'm learning about the knee every right. day. Every day of my life, I'm you learning know, about the, the knee. Uh, Hip bones connected to the thigh bone. Like, no <laughs> yeah, he'll be reevaluated in two weeks, according to ESPN. That series is currently tied at one apiece. Going back to Chicago for Game Three, so uh, that's a bit of a blow because, um, in my opinion, the Bucks very well rounded, have plenty of depth, and everyone. I feel like from one through fifteen, even the uh, the younger onto the Kumpos, they yeah. know their role. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> they know their roles. And you know what? You wonder now: does this ignite Chicago, who may not have a ton of firepower, but 
Uh, the Rosen went off though. In game I two. mean, the Rosen, the the Rosen went off in game two, and he sucked in game one. I know, but that's what I'm saying. He came back. He came back with a vengeance. You're gonna you're, you're gonna need like forty peas from the Rosen again. Yeah. Oh no, you're gonna need you're gonna need forty. You're gonna need you're gonna need the peas and the food from the Rosen. You're, you're gonna need both. You're gonna need the uh, the the side of uh, a buffalo sauce. Or oh yeah, all you're of gonna, that. And you're gonna need Zach Zach Levine to come through and be like, "Yo, I got you, fam." You got the coleslaw. I got I got coleslaw. I got I got mashed potatoes, <laughs> and you know my mom makes that good mac and cheese. That's and, like and, and to top it off, some corn on the cob. Oh yeah, no Caruso brings corn on the cob. Okay, my and, bad, my bad. You're right, you're right. You know does. Caruso brings that corn yeah, on the yeah, cob. He does. And then Vucevic is like, does anyone want some fish? <laughs> <laughs> Just put it over there, Booch. Just put yeah, it over Booch, there. Booch, we good, but we'll put it over there. Put it over there. Don't don't microwave that. Cover. Keep nah, that covered. Yeah, yeah. Keep that covered. <laughs> uh, but but hey, you know, I don't know if this will turn the first round series, but it quite possibly could. And even if at least extend it, at, uh, even if it extends it, yeah. that makes like you know whoever wins this first yeah. round series between Celtics and Nets, yeah, that makes their and, next round matchup a little exactly. bit easier. For those who don't know, that's whoever wins is uh, yeah. between the Celtics and Nets will would face the winner of the. Uh, uh, Bulls against the Bucks series. Which is like, hey, you know what? Yeah, that's, uh, this is halibut. Uh, no one likes it. I don't understand. <laughs> Little swordfish. No swordfish. I kept the I kept the horn on. I kept it on. The sword's there. You don't like it? You gonna make a steak? You cut it up. You make a steak. You know? Okay. It's well right. wrapped in aluminum foil. I'll just rebound. I'll just rebound. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, I get the offensive yeah. rebound. I get it. <laughs> All right. And in case you missed it, we actually have a uh, a special guest, a regular here on the Cosmic Street Podcast yeah. to uh, to talk about this next story here. A Resident Suns fan, Tim Tunis. Welcome to the Cosmic Street Podcast once again. Pretty sure you know why we we have you on here. Yeah. And it ain't good. And it ain't good. You know, Devin Not Booker. Not happy about it at all. You know, Book over here could miss two to three weeks with a grade one hamstring strain, according to ESPN. Typically, the injury requires approximately 14 to 21 days to recover from. And right now, the Suns are currently tied with the Pelicans 1-1 with the series heading to New Orleans. Tim, how are you feeling? What are your thoughts here? All right. I've been been going. There's like no in-between for me right now. I've been either going one extremely negative way or one extremely positive way. And I don't know what to think of it. So the negative part is the reserve, the, the role players haven't been great the last three weeks. All right. And I don't know if that was because we clinched the one seed so early that they somewhat stopped caring as much mm-hmm. once they had that or what it is. But the negative part is without him carrying the team, if these other guys don't step up, we might not even get past the Pelicans. Oh, Tim, where did, where does the offense come from without Booker? Because I know that the, I mean, the well, winning, that's what I'm the saying. Winning, the that's... winning can come from CP3, and you were able to like, well, yeah, well, no, like when when the role players are playing well, Cam Johnson's shooting well, Mikel's playing well, uh, campaign is is playing his role as the backup point. Like well, they're fine. I tell you, who's but not playing well? Though. None of them have really been doing that recently. Like Cam Johnson had, was out for like three weeks. But what's up with Aiden? 
Why is why can't Aiden's Aiden been fine? Aiden's been fine. Yeah, he's been fine, but he but he needs to fucking toughen up on the rebounding. Like Valanciunas has been gobbling him up, up, man. Yeah, because like the <laughs> matchup, honestly, the matchup isn't great. It's without Buck now. So With, so so let me let me let me put it this way. Let me let me ask you. I'm gonna ask you straight up because we talked right after this happened. On a scale of one to ten, how much is it that baby's fault? <laughs> all right hold on real quick but for those that don't know it's not it's not the baby or little baby the rappers right the, we're talking about the phoenix uh, sun's demon baby the baby yeah. that happened to be in the in the in the crowd there when uh when book gave him a, a little a little pound while he was you know, sliding out of bounds could have yeah, been that's the most- funny because when i first saw that i was like oh that was fucking awesome and then you brought i didn't even think of it until you brought it up the other day. And I was like, oh, fuck that baby. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think Tim was going to bring that. It was going to even bring that up. But yeah, yeah was, like, I didn't even think of it. You know? baby, he didn't hold back. He didn't hold back. It was a pretty you know cool what? moment, man. Give my, him, giving that baby the dab. My man. thing, though, my thing about the whole baby dab, <laughs> the whole baby dab thing. Yeah. Who the fuck has enough money to bring a baby to the front row? What you no, know? it's a little, it's a little pound. You're like, shit, that mother for that reason was just like, yo, like, you better tap. You better. You better pound my son real quick. Oh, hold on, though. How how tall is how tall is Devin Booker? No, well, he, was he was on the ground. He was sitting, bro. But he's six. He's <laughs> yeah. six four. Yeah, he was. He was literally Devin like Booker, lying. No, wait, book, Devin. But right? Devin Booker is six four two fifteen, going full pace at a human being that's holding oh, a I see what baby. You're like, I see what why you're are you bringing a baby saying. in the front row of an NBA oh, yeah, well, yeah, game? I mean, well, yeah. That's it's not dangerous. that's not Booker's fault. It can be. It can be. <laughs> no, dangerous. that the only the only reason why you bring a baby there is if you know your baby is invincible and he is. I mean, Deuce. Satan. Deuce sits in the front row every game. Yeah, though. but you know, yeah, yeah half the time different. you ain't even paying he's attention. Man. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's got, know, he's got, you know, he's got some sort of you know video game device going. The only guy who's coming into the to the crowd and that is Marcus Smart. And he knows, you know, Tatum's like, yo, these three seats, you don't fuck with them. You know what I mean? <laughs> Shaq, Shaq used to dive into the crowd. Oh all the yeah. Time. I mean, his, so the whole bench, so, the whole bench one time just cleared out when he was trying yeah. to like get a grab a rebound. So he was like, "Yo, fuck y'all for that." So if that if that child grows up to be a Suns fan, Tim, is he allowed to be a Suns fan now? Well, I mean, the game it depends on what happens for the rest of the. Nah, no, this, no, this, this the is game, a big moment in this this child's life, bro. The game was in Phoenix. Why wouldn't that kid be a Suns fan? Um, because he dapped up D book and then D book got a torn or whatever hamstring injury. He's gonna be a Suns fan, but no, it's about if he's, he's accepted as a Suns fan. Yeah, he's, not, he's gonna be like the Bartman lose. of Cubs fans. Yeah, no one's gonna he's, know that baby like Bartman. the way the baby looks. You know, years from now, no oh, one's gonna trust know. me. Tim will know. No. Oh, it'll fi- we'll figure it out. Yeah, Tim, Tim, Tim's got that <laughs> got that kid. I like. So, so you're telling me when something else bad happens to the Suns organization, and then they're gonna be like, "Well, guess where, who was in the crowd? Who was day? in the crowd? Yeah, one thousand percent. Wow. Oh yeah, I bet you that happens. Yeah, he's, especially he's, if, if if the rest of the playoffs goes well. I'm I'm really you, worried. I'm in, really worried in, that in, in 10, 15 years he's gonna be at a game and they'll they'll show the replay and be like, "Here he is." Yeah, <laughs> I'm really worried that you got a Bartman in the Suns. You got a Bartman vibe going on. Bartman now? vibe. Nah, yeah. But anyways, that's totally yeah, Bartman. That's completely different. Like, uh, yeah, that's not the yo, same. All fans it hated the fact that he thing. he reached out and grabbed the fucking ball. But he had no no fan was like, yo, why that baby fucking you know put his little fist up? Well, maybe <laughs> not to show. mention it was after like a good play. Not a, yeah, uh, he didn't like. And not only that, like the mother's like the mother's like 
pushing pushing the little the poor kid's arm like yo yo tap him like hit him the pound him like, pound him. The baby after the game was like, uh, just to be to be clear, I did not want to give a fist pump. Okay, <laughs> in the middle of a game, <laughs> I understood the situation. I understood that Devin Booker had a good play. Yeah, to get back up. I did not want to be a distraction. That was my mama's fault. You could blame my mama. That's it. <laughs> my mama. My mama said, "Give a fist and pump." He was. And what am I to do in that situation? Mama said. Mama said. Mama said, "Give him the fist pump." <laughs> and then fucking Fonzie comes. What mama doesn't know. And he was know. going. He was going nuts. <laughs> Like he was going absolutely nuts. All of a sudden, he's got, a, he's got a he's got a tattoo on his butt. <laughs> what? <laughs> not, not the baby, but uh, you know the Fonz. The Fonz. <laughs> oh, oh, talk oh. about Waterboy. Waterboy. Anyways, he, he anyways, took it a little bit further. Oh, yeah, anyways, yeah, yeah. anyways, Tim. Tim. Yeah. Serious question. Serious question. Yeah. Brandon Ingram's playing like a boss. CJ McCollum has been playing really well. If you're now picking the series as an uh, even as a Suns fan, I mean I'm picking the Suns. I know, I but, but it was it was definitely in four or five earlier. Is this going to extend? Is it five or six? I mean, I I think I think before it well, would wait, be wait, silly. Well, hold on, where, where, did, where did you have them? How did you have the series? It was Suns in four. Think, what I think is going to happen is we'll take them in six. All right, so this was the beginning. This is before the, the before the injury. Wait, before oh, the no, injury. no, no, before the injury, I thought four or five. Oh, okay. All I thought right. they might they might like the way they played that game last. I mean, did you watch the game? Of like, course, I stay up and watch the game. They went what seventeen or eighteen or thirty? They shot like sixty percent from three. Like they were just knocking everything yeah. down. But and but also that had happened a couple times this year to us. Like the Hawks did the same thing yeah. to us, and like that was. Half of our losses this year were just teams catching fire like that. But like I don't see that happening. Even in even in New Orleans. So my biggest thing is Brandon Ingram. I haven't I haven't seen Brandon Ingram play well. I had League Pass. I watched a couple of Pelicans games and I just was waiting for him to like Well basically since CJ McCollum no, has even come be- to the he, team, no, I feel like I mean, it's, no, the that, biggest I mean, thing he is the wasn't re- an no, all star biggest... He was an all star last year. Right, they were like, no, yeah. But the biggest thing of this series is the rebound. Like two years, yeah. Rebounding is the king of the series. Not this year. No, last year was Zion. I'm not. That's not my worry. It's the rebounding. They're getting like 20 more shots a game than us because they're because Valanciunas is just getting every offensive rebound. Yeah. So 13 offensive rebounds in game one. Let me let me ask you this, Tim. If the Suns squeak out against the Pelicans, but Booker's not available for. The next round, which could be Luca, or could be—I don't care about Utah. The Jazz. Utah doesn't scare me at all. Jazz are fucking pussies. How are you feeling about the Dallas, Suns' championship obviously Dallas chances? I'll, I'll put it that way. How are you feeling about the Suns' <laughs> champ getting back to the finals chances if Booker has to miss an extended amount of time? Well, what's an ex- I mean, well, I mean, this injury a- is anywhere from two to three weeks. Let's say it's a month. So that would be what one or two games in the second round. Yeah, the rest they, of this they, series, they, and, they, yeah. they, he's out for the first round series. I think they could get past Dallas if they have him for four, or like five or six game or five games that series. But that's going seven. Yeah, but I mean, the Warriors right now are the team that scares me the most in yeah. the in the West. Sons are fucked, huh? Well, what are you talking about, Steve? <laughs> I'm just messing with you. 
Like, <laughs> like you just. I was just, just like, is this why you called me? Oh, fuck y'all. Yeah, like, <laughs> putting words in your mouth, man. No, I'm, I'm like, I'm if a- you would have asked me this last year, this, it was a very similar situation last year, except a better Lakers team with Chris Paul getting injured and we were down two one. If you yeah, but he wasn't me, injured though. He he had COVID. That's different. No, he had no against the Lakers. He was injured. When did he have COVID, though? I remember he had COVID at some point. He had COVID in the Clippers series. Oh, Clippers, Clippers, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think, if anything, this is proving that he's more, that Booker's more important than Chris Paul to this team. Yeah, and I've, I've, you know what, Tim, Tim, I will put it this way. I think it's an abomination that Devin Booker was not in the MVP conversation this year. We we had this talk. Remember what I said? It's, it's all, it's all fucking media and politics. I know. Because like, like the, I knew he wasn't going to, even though we were, we won the freaking league by what nine games. Yeah, I'm watching. And he Jokic. was clearly the best team on the, you know, I'm on watching, the team. I'm watching Jokic right now, just getting manhandled. And I mean, you're talking about a six seed, and then yeah, well, this, this about is something seed. that annoys me because like Kendrick Perkins is like, oh, Pelicans are taking this this series now, and blah blah. blah. And it's like, well, where was this? Where was this, all this when hey, hey. the MVP talks? Because it's like all of a sudden, right. They're saying the Suns would still be good without Booker, and they'd still be a four or five seed, and blah blah blah. And it's like, okay, but now he's off the. Now he's gone, and we can't beat a, the nine seed Pelicans. Yeah, but it's it's like doesn't it's that Perk, kind of though. prove how how valuable he is to this team? It's Perk. Perk is a he's a but the, the, he's, he's a prisoner the of the one. moment. Yeah, Perk, he, Perk, he's Perk, Perk, the yeah, he's a huge prisoner. He's of the a moment. prisoner of the moment type <laughs> of dude, like. You know, he had the Nets winning game two, and then after the, the Celtics won, he was like, "Oh, uh, KD is in, he's in he's in a penitentiary." You know that the Celtics built around him. It's like, "Yo, you had you had the Celtics losing this game, so I didn't want you know." Park is Park is going to be he's Perk. like he's like whatever's on the next page. Is yeah, what that's think. what exactly exactly. <laughs> like, I don't know. My question there. is, no, I mean, my he's thing not is the only one though. He's but, not the only one. Yeah, that, but like, my, my thing is, it was like, "Oh, they're going to sweep the Pelicans, so now Booker's gone, and oh, they might lose this." And no. it's like, well, doesn't that kind of show how? valuable he is to this team my thing is my thing is my thing is i think a needs to step up and i think the south uh the suns can beat the pelicans with no problems without booker that's what i think whether it goes whether it goes you know to six or seven that remains to be seen but i i think the suns i think the suns have this series and quite frankly you know if they were to get rid of the pelicans sooner then obviously booker gets some more time to rest and yeah you know, this, that, and the other thing. So, right, to go back to what I was saying before, like, my negative view is, I mean, as somebody who watches every single, like, possession of the Suns every season. This, this is why we called you, yes. They, like, the role players haven't looked their best recently. Okay. I know how good they can be, which which for the most of the season they have been, like Cam Johnson I've and, noticed the same and all thing, them. Tim. So, the the positive part of it would be all right now they know they have to step up and they get back to playing the way they were playing for ninety percent of the season until the end and then Booker comes back and they're back to being just the dominant team that they had been all season. All right, all right, Tim. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it this way. I'm gonna throw it this way. It's like hard for me to like look in between and no, be like. I mean, they won. They won what? Sixty four. Sixty four games this year. Yeah, and they clinched the one seed with three weeks left. So, like, yeah. they were pretty much every other game for the last, like, 12 but, games. But they were is, just, like, this is, fitting everybody. This is this is how I'll put it. I mean, there is the fat and happy thing that you got to worry about a little bit. And now that they don't have the guy who's, you know, they've been relying on, 
I am a little bit different than all the other pundits who are like freaking out about it. I think that Devin Booker should have gotten his roses all year as being the best player on the best team oh, in I the know. NBA. And you said that. You were but, saying that but, all but, year. How many times are you going to say that? Say what you're going to say. No, what I'm going to say is that <laughs> the, the Pelicans are not a normal nine seed or whatever it is. Hey, so like, technically. like they had a lot of injuries and they, they traded for CJ McCollum at the trade deadline and, and they don't have their best player playing and they have a good role players situ- situation. And if Brandon Ingram can go off, man, I just, I just, I just think that this series is now actually a series. Can, can the Suns win? Yeah, they should win. Cause they got the best coach uh, in the Western conference, but I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, Tim, last question for me. Um, coach of the year finalists. Monty. Monty, no, I know. It has to be Monty. Well, let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> Monty, Monty is in there. Listen, Monty is in there. He goes, don't, don't even fucking answer. I know, but, but listen, listen. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I get it. I get it. Monty is in there, but Ime is not. Do you think Ime should have been a finalist? He's not? He's not. No, he's not. He's not. He's not a finalist. He's not a finalist. The other one is Spostra, Spostra, and who the fuck is the Memphis, Memphis coach? Right, he should definitely be in there over Spostra, I'd say. Nah, Spostra got to be in there. I think Spolster's winning coach of the year this year. Uh, I mean, Monty won it last year, right? He did no, not Monty win it last year. He didn't year. win it last year. He won the he won the uh, the 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 coaches association. Oh, the fake yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. and he won the coaches association one again this, this year. But yeah, it's yeah. like, what's that even? Wait, mean? did Thibodeau win last year? Thibodeau did on the Knicks. So like, it should just didn't be a. Just they should they should just do a yeah, makeup award. It's Taylor Jenkins from the, from Memphis, Spolstra, and Monty Williams. So it's not yeah, Adoka, Adoka didn't, should, Monty, he should have made a fight. Monty, Monty it should legit be a two year award. Yeah, Bonnie Williams. Like, he should have got it last year. And then, or him or the jazz coach, I guess, last year. But how did the Knicks guy, like, come on, Thibodeau, the fuck out of here? No, that's just, that's just New York looking to get exactly. some type of. And that's what annoys me about the media voting for all this stuff. Because yeah, it's man, always I mean, like. You got like, a legitimate beef. I mean, Booker Booker's averages this year and the way he. I'm, I'm not going to. Joel told me not to say it anymore, but it should have been the NBA, <laughs> the MVP conversation. Tim, I had him in my top five, motherfucker. Yo, top five he, what? Uh, players in the NBA this year. I had him in my top five. He's number five. Hey, there you go. No, but he was. The thing is, though, he was an MVP conversation. It's just that as the year goes not on, especially like around the this last time, two weeks of the season, it's down to the three, the last, it's yeah, down to the then, top three. But then, well, you, think, no, you think he's a top three? Yeah. You think he's a top right. three MVP candidate? Yeah. Right. No, he wasn't. Right. No, he should have been. No, he wasn't. No, no. I'm asking Sean if he thinks Booker is a top three, Uh-oh. you know, yeah. uh, MVP candidate. He says yes. So I think that's, I that's think, all I need to know I about this Jokic, conversation. I think Jokic in the past past month should have been taken out of that top three. I mean, it's it almost like hurt him that he was so consistent all year. Yeah, because and they like, won. 60 I, I love Tatum. I love Tatum. Of MVP candidate on the fucking thing. That's ridiculous. If you watch, if you watch, if you followed like the the ranking, like the power rankings of the MVP power rankings or whatever, like on NBA.com or ESPN. That's a joke, by the way. But go ahead. The what? That's what? That's a joke. That does MVP. Oh, rankings, I know. Yeah, every week. Or but like, I'm looking at that and like, when Tatum went on his like two or three week crazy stint, three month, the team Booker was months. doing. Booker was putting up. Damn near the same numbers as him, but he's just been doing it all year, and then he just jumps him in the MVP talks. And I'm well, like, it's well, like, yeah, it's like, where Tatum, did that come from? Like, it's like still like 16 games better than them. Yeah, it's like Tatum winning, you know, uh, Player of the Week three times in the month of March, but not winning Player of the Month. I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's exactly what happened. Sense. He didn't win Player of the Month, 
but he won the fucking you know player of the week three times out of four. The coaches and coaches and players should vote on everything. This media crap just pisses me off so much. Yeah, because the coaches and players know everything. They know it the most. They live it. Like the media, you're talking about Brian Windhorst, fucking, <laughs> fucking voting on shit. And it's like, dude, Brian Windhorst, what does he know? <laughs> you know, he probably just votes for LeBron. For he everything. knows where the best candy bars are in Cleveland. <laughs> All right, all right, Tim. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna leave you on that. By on, the on way, it's the Smokey Robinsons. <laughs> it's the Smokey Robinson buy, hands down. Yeah, I, you we buy are, four, get one free. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we are we are on agreement here that the, that the Suns. The nougat in those bars is amazing. Oh my god, Sean has gone to that point already, as you as you can tell. But. uh Good luck. Wait, good is luck that his Windhorse impression? Yeah, like, yeah what is Windhorse yeah, impression? Fucking Brian Windhorse is <laughs> loving it. candy. It's not a little shit. bit like Tommy Heitzen in there. But I don't know. Oh, man. <laughs> but, hey, yo, wait, wait, wait. Before we get, before we get off this, shout out to Bobby Davidson, kid. <laughs> Who? Shout out to the Bobby Bulls, Davidson, the Bulls coach, man. Bobby Davidson. Is, what? Is that the <laughs> Bulls coach name? Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Bobby Davidson <laughs> for our for our day one. Their day one fans. Years, many, many years ago, when uh, we were trying to figure out who was the uh, Oklahoma City coach, Oklahoma City Thunder coach, and we were all just like throwing names out there, like, "No, isn't it? Isn't it, isn't it Bobby Davidson? <laughs> it's Bobby fucking Davidson, kid from Southie." <laughs> to the point where that's Southie. what I—that's what I call him now, and I forget his fucking real name half the time. His real name, real name is Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan, but it'll always be Bobby. It'll Davidson. always be Bobby Davidson on the Causeway Street podcast <laughs> every time. <laughs> Tudor's his face. He's like, what? Who? Who the fuck are y'all talking about right now? Bobby hey, Davidson. it was Bobby Davidson. I, like, I legit was like thinking about, like, who is the Bulls coach? It's Bobby. It's Bobby. <laughs> Bobby. Bobby's the man. All right, Tim. We're gonna we're gonna let you go, but uh, you know, good luck, Bobby good luck to the Suns. Davidson, kid. Yeah, good and I'm sure I'm sure we'll have you on, you know, before the playoffs ends. All right. Of course. Yo, Tunis, Booker should be MVP, bro. I'm here, man. <laughs> All right, later. <laughs> Bobby fucking Davidson kid. Hey, don't count the Bulls out in this first round series, man. No, we're not. We're not. That's what we were discussing, you know, before before we had before that. we had Timmy Timmy Two Two on. Uh so yeah, so let's continue here, you know, with the uh the injury updates. Okay. Speaking of Luka Dantich, who this the Suns could potentially see in the second round. Or the Pelicans, right? You never know. You never know. All right. He says he's been feeling great following an extensive post-shoot-around individual session that included running and ball handling and, of course, shooting. But there is still no definitive word on his status for game four. Here's my thing about Luca. I think that Luca wants the – I think Luca is, like, looking at the series and will make his decision on his health. You don't think Jason Kidd has anything to do with this? Uh, you don't think Jason Kidd is just like, you know, I need this, I need the squad to know that, like, no, no, no. Uh, people one, need to step yeah, up? 1,000%. I, 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 I don't think Rick Carlisle ever thought that way. No, he was I just like, that, no, it's all about Luca. I Luka's think they're gotta, both you know, on the same page. I think Luca's like, I could play tonight. Yeah. And Jason Kidd's like, well, I'll just take another day off. No, and, no, <laughs> no. I think they're both in the room being like, I could play. So if you want me to play Jason Kidd, I'll play. He's probably like, you know what? Let's see what we can fucking do without you. And he's like, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, give these guys some confidence. Like, make them move. Make them be able to shoot. Make like, Jalen like, Brunson put up 20 points again. Like, well, I put up 40 the other night. So, yeah. Like, I that's mean, what I mean. Like, there's, there's a good squad around Luca, but the way Luca plays, they feel like it's not a good squad. Well, the last few years, it's always been like, you know, if if Luca's you know ready to go, then this team has a chance. But then, like, he's had, Luka, he's had an injury or two in the last few years in the, in the playoffs. 
And it's always like, ah, oh, another, like, another disappointing, you know, first round exit. I think it's like Luca's never going to change the way he plays. But the rest of his his roster or his teammates have to know that, that they, ha- they, when they can when step they up get when they get called upon. Yeah. They're ready. They're ready. Yeah. And I think I, you know, Joel, I'm I'm, I'm just gonna throw this out there. I I haven't bet on this at all. Throw it throw it out there. Let me catch it. But I do think that the Mavericks go up against if the Mavericks fully healthy mm-hmm. and fully Luca, they can beat anyone. Okay, but. Can, I think I think but I think even if, even if the, even if Luca does return, I don't think he's 100 percent though. See, that's the thing. Luca has to be 100 percent. I don't think he's 100 percent because though. you will need Luca to win. I don't through. think uh, he'll be 100 percent at all during this playoff run. But 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 whether it's a, whether it, it's it, whether it ends in the first though. round or goes to the second. But, round. A, but supposedly it's just a hamstring. Supposedly, but but it could be more. I, I don't yeah. know. If, I don't know if you noticed, my man, but Luca is still the uh, he's still carrying some uh, what I like to call baby fat. Yeah. That uh, he doesn't seem like he needs to. He doesn't think he needs to lose. He's just like I'm. I'm. This is this is how this is who I am. Take me to who I, I am. I don't think he does need to lose it because of the way he plays. But well, you know, I mean, I think that would. Ha- I think that would help his conditioning. Having better conditioning would help. Look at look at look at uh, right. look at Jokic for example, right? Yeah, I disagree with that a little bit because of the way that he's always been built. Like he's just progressed as he's been built. Like if you get Luca the stick, I think then you're talking about way more injuries than you actually. I'm have. not talking about stick. I'm talking about well the way better, Jokic, the way Jokic just turned into. No, no, I'm talking about better conditioning so that you these injuries no, are not long term injuries. One thousand percent, Luca, Luca, and he said it himself. He's like, when I come in, he does the Shaq shit. He comes in the training camp in his twenties, though. I know, but he <laughs> does the Shaq to, shit. But, Shaq was doing that in his thirties, but Sh- but Shaq was always doing it. His body Shaq was, was doing just that. Yeah, Shaq was doing that. Like once he got to LA, he started doing that. But I mean, my point is, Shaq is you know, you know seven whatever seven. So seven, I just four. I just feel like if we get a ripped, <laughs> if we get a lip ripped, Luca, I don't think he's playing the same. way. I'm not saying ripped. I'm just saying like, like and just in better and better conditioning like and better conditioning shape. That's all. I'm I saying. don't. I so I do think that. Luca getting this rest in the first round is nice, and if they can beat the Jazz in the first round, and then if by chance they get an injured Suns team with Booker being out for a couple games, Luca comes back. If 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 they can handle the Jazz, right, then Luca comes back and he's ready to go in Game One, but Booker isn't. That's a big thing for that four-one matchup. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. We shall we shall see what happens. Um, right now, uh, the Mavericks are leading that series two games to one. In case you missed it, Ben Simmons, yes, the guy who hasn't played since June twentieth of two thousand and twenty-one, plans to make his Nets debut in Game Four, according to the Athletic. As long as uh, his rehab remains on course, I mean, he was cleared for contact just a few days ago. So uh, naturally, he's ready for a playoff game, right? Against the uh, number one de- defensive uh, Celtics team, right? Uh, only makes sense, especially since um, Mike Wilborn compared the C's defense to the uh, Bad Boy Pistons and all. I think that's a it's a great idea for the Nets to uh, to do and bring back Ben Simmons, don't you think, uh, Dutra? Yeah, I think that um, <laughs> by the time that Ben Simmons decides to come back. It will be the fourth quarter of, I don't know if you if you thought that they sent in the scrubs too early, because I do. Well, looking at the score in game two, 
I think that's exactly when Ben Simmons will make his debut. Is when the Celtics are up by 35 points going into the fourth quarter. Ben Simmons will come in and 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 Steve Nash will be like, I'm getting fucking fired anyways. <laughs> yeah, Ben Simmons, point. go ahead, bro. You, <laughs> you know what I mean? You ruined you ruined our season. You ruined <laughs> you ruined my life. <laughs> I mean, at this at this point, like, what are you expecting out of this kid? You know? Like if he if he was going through uh mental health issues in Philly and then you know all of a sudden he's got this herniated disc that he, he sustained uh, a month ago like what re- realistically yeah yeah i got a herniated disc you do yeah show me what when when uh, this it's happened like this mental thing i've been going through oh man. my god see that's what I it just, is you know, like steve nash at the point that he's yeah. just like you know you guys keep asking me about fucking you know ben simmons it's really up to him and it's always been up to him if he wants to fucking play or not. I would trade Ben whether Simmons. Whether in Philly or, or, or in um, Brooklyn. Right now, I would trade Ben Simmons for Russell Westbrook. Wow. If I was the I don't know, I, I don't know if the I, Lakers I, would do that. I, 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 I Thank you. <laughs> That's what I would do. I'd be like, can we get someone that. that can come in and at least be like, yo, just chill out like <laughs> Can you Durant imagine here? Durant and Russell Westbrook together? Uh, together again? Like nearly, think, nearly think, a decade later? Dude, I think like, the, the only fuck? place that Russell Westbrook would play well is in is with Durant. Yo, Kevin Durant I, would be like, fuck it. Let's, let's, let's go for it. Let's try it. He's like, you can't be harder to deal with than Kyrie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know. I dealt with you before. I know, right? We've, play, we've, we've done this dance before. Like, I know how yeah, this is. Like, uh, <laughs> It's like, no, your enemy, right? Like, <laughs> I right. know you. I don't know this motherfucker. <laughs> I thought I knew this motherfucker. I thought I knew him. But then I realized like he, he killed, made, he killed made, Steve Irwin. He made uh, he made Harden go away. I don't, you know, like shit. And but, he uh, hates Australia. Yeah, right. It, we all we all thought that the only person that can that can piss off Harden was Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook. But no, no apparently no. Kyrie, Kyrie didn't didn't let James Harden last and more Marcus than a, more than a year. All right, and last but not least, in case you missed it, Robert Williams is traveling with the Celtics to Brooklyn, according to uh, C's coach Ime Udoka, which is uh, some encouraging news. Uh, whether he plays or not, Udoka did say that uh, he's on the right track in his recovery from a partial torn meniscus. Game two uh, happened to mark the three-week period since his surgery. And uh, Udoka, Udoka also said, and I quote, this is the time of the year we want him around the team, camaraderie-wise, and his impact just being around this group to be in the playoff atmosphere. So he will travel with us, end quote. Celtics can beat Brooklyn, obviously, without Robert Williams. I'm glad he's on the trip. Uh, and I'm happy either way if he plays or not, to be honest. Do you think he plays? Um, In this first-round series, I'm not too sure. But I will say his shirt... In game two was fire. <laughs> of course. I mean, uh, I failed to mention that. My bad. And I was a little bit upset and at the same time encouraged. Explain. Dare I ask. When Marcus Smart won the defensive player of the year, Robert Williams is right there. Well, I mean, Marcus Smart had the ill robe. But everyone had, when Gary Payton gave him the, the, the trophy, Yeah, everyone had liquid in their hands. And we're throwing it up in the air, jumping around like crazy kids do on their own prom day. You know what I mean? You know who's right there? Robert Williams. Okay. Jumping up and down like a motherfucker. Well, I mean, he's On been... a wet motherfucking basketball court. 
He was excited, bro. I understand that, which is why nothing happened. Nothing happened. Which is why I'm ex- I am excited. Oh, I got you. But also concerned. Well, he's he's progressing fine. He has no setbacks, according to Ime. Thankfully, he doesn't have any setbacks after letting him go into that melee of a, a wet floor. I mean, why well, you gotta look at it like that? I like understand, nothing happened. But I'm just saying, he Rob, shouldn't. He shouldn't have been in that situation. I get it. All right, whatever. Put him in a fucking. He's celebrating with his teammates. Bro. Hey, I hear you. You know, put him, put him behind Gary Payton. He also got one first place vote. I did see that. And you know who else got a got a vote? Gary Payton. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not not since twenty six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Al Horford, he got one second place vote. Hey. So he finished ninth. Solid. So, you know, you got three Celtics finishing in the top 10. You got Marcus Smart winning the award. First guard in 26 years. Second guard overall. Since this award has been. I love given I love the fact that the Celtics are just hanging their hat on the defensive end. Now. That's been Ime's identity. You know what Steve but Nash's you know, identity is? Uh, I don't. Do you? Uh, I could. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> you know what I will say? It's gonna. It's, this is like emotional to say, but like Tommy would love the fuck out of this team, man. Tommy was always, Tommy always Hunting a Marcus team. Smart fan. You knew that. Always, always, always. And you know what? They the were whole, always chatting it up. Could you imagine Tommy Heinsohn, Marcus Smart, sitting there watching us just beat the fuck out of Kevin Durant? I think, I think he he in two games. He invented the Tommy Award for Marcus. It was it was it was it used to be Walters. <laughs> But now it's Marcus. Yeah, you're right. Because he loved Walter. He loved Walter. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for this edition of In Case You Missed It. Follow us on all social media platforms at Causeway Street. Yo, follow us on Snapchat. Yeah, definitely follow us on Snapchat. Get on Snapchat, okay? Hit up CausewayStreet.com for all your Celtics playoff coverage. Subscribe to our Causeway After Hours for exclusive content and giveaways. Oh, yeah, yeah, wait, wait, wait. Wait, we got a new giveaway going on right now. What yeah, is, man, what's it's going the next, on? The next Celtics jersey giveaway of your of your choice. Let's go. You're, hey. entered, you're entered in the contest when you go to patreon.com slash Causeway and you subscribe. It's that simple. If you choose Peyton Pritchard, I'll give you two. I'll, I'll buy the other one. You heard it here first. All right? So subscribe. Patreon.com slash Causeway. Sway. It's going to be in Brooklyn all weekend. Check them out on the Celtics postgame show, The Guard Report on CLNS. Subscribe to the Cedric Maxwell podcast. You know, can I give my bro a shout out anytime I can? You know, and I've been I've been hearing them, you know, ask questions at, at the end of these games, just like old times again. You know, shit's starting to get, a, you know, to normalize yeah, a little bit. He's right? In the, he's, in, he's in the scrum. You know, the mic can get passed to him and he gets to ask his questions. Too bad he didn't get to ask, you know, Kyrie a question. That would have been great. But make sure you give <laughs> you give our our host sway. A follow. That's at Joe underscore Sway on Twitter for all things Celtics, Causeway Street, CLNS. And it, if you've listened this far. Come on, man. Why are you going to say that, man? This, this, has been, this has been a great episode. It's been a great episode. Two-man crew. You know, shout out to a Tim for coming episode. on. I will say, if somebody dares me to go to Brooklyn, I'll go to Brooklyn. Okay. Somebody's just got to dare me, though. On Twitter or how we, no. however they want to. However they want to. All right. You're ready here. Got a dare to I'm looking for a reason. I'm looking for a reason. So, you know, uh, game three of the playoffs or game four of the playoffs isn't, isn't reason enough? I'm looking for a reason. All right. <laughs> and on that note, Black Lives Matter. Let's stop aging hate. Let's pray for peace in the Middle East as we stand with the Ukraine. Until next time, we are out. <laughs>